Thanks for tuning in to Women in Tech, Leading the Way with Innovation on HXGN Radio. I'm your host, Rebecca Paul Martin, and today I'll be speaking with two Hexagon leaders, Kaylin Sims, who is the Chief Technology Officer for Hexagon Safety and Infrastructure Division, and Melanie Eakes, Executive Vice President and Chief Technology Officer for Hexagon's PPM Division. We'll be exploring their professional journey, what inspires them, the importance of diversity, and their leadership roles within Hexagon as well as the technology industry. Welcome, Kaylin and Melanie. Thank you. So let's start at the beginning. When did you begin your career with Hexagon? Melanie, let's start with you. Okay. Um, you know, it's, it's been a long time ago, uh, but I actually started as an intern uh, working in development. It was an incredible opportunity uh, at that time. And, uh, you know, it, it, uh, I like to encourage uh, internships, you know, within PPM because of that. Kaylin? Yeah, I actually started with Hexagon almost exactly 10 years ago when Hexagon acquired uh, my company. So I came in through an acquisition. And when I decided to sell my company, I worked really hard to find a good home for my employees. And to be honest, I figured I'd stay a year, help with the transition. And here I am a decade later. So I, I think that's a testament to how much I really enjoy my job and, and the people I work with here. So on that same note, what has your journey with Hexagon been like? Meaning, you know, what types of positions have you held? What divisions have you worked for? Kaylin, can you elaborate for us? Sure. My first position um, was really for the, the first year after the acquisition was just making sure the transition went well. Uh, after that, I had the role of um, Vice President of Public Safety Development, which really entailed being responsible for all the development and support of our public safety product portfolio. I think I did that role probably about three years and that's when I was um, promoted to Chief Technology Officer for Safety and Infrastructure, which is where I sit now. That's wonderful. Melanie, what about you? Um, well, I, I kind of grew up in this business, right? Uh, as I mentioned, I started as an intern uh, back in uh, 1978, actually. And uh, it's really never been a dull moment and, uh, you know, changing now more than ever. Uh, I've actually worked as a developer. I've uh, managed development support, quality assurance, product management, and, and even our cloud uh, software as a service. Uh, and as I like to say, you know, everyone sells. So uh, a little bit in sales as well. But, you know, it's been a wonderful journey and, and I continue to enjoy you know, all of it. Uh, it, it's been, it's been amazing. It's very clear that you both are incredibly passionate about what you do. You're passionate about Hexagon and, and the growth within the tech industry. And I'd love to know what inspired you to choose this field. Kaylin, let's start with you. Well, let's see. I've, I've been working in the technology field my entire career, which I hate to admit has spanned multiple decades. Um, my very first job in technology was actually as an intern. Melanie talked about the importance um, of internships, and I absolutely agree. I did a couple summers when I was an undergraduate in computer science working for on NASA's Hubble Space Telescope, so that was very interesting. 
But I think what inspired me to choose the technology field goes way back probably to my early teen years. My my dad was actually the deputy director of the National Security Agency or NSA. And I can remember him taking me on a tour of the National uh, Cryptologic Museum. And that day that he actually took me, they had an exhibit featuring the women codebreakers. If you don't know who they were, it was a group of women hired by the military during World War II to break the German and Japanese codes. And they became a really important um, force during that, that war. And then when NSA was established in the early 1950s, they actually brought that group of, they called them the women code breakers, into NSA. And they really advanced the field of cryptology using technology. So I, I just kind of became enamored with that concept of, of using technology and uh, here I am, all these years later, still in technology. That's very cool that you got that connection and you were inspired at such a young age. Melanie, what about you? You know, it's it's going to be amazing. I didn't know that about you, Caitlin. And, uh, you know, we had a little bit of a similar background, I think. I, I chose the field because, uh, you know, as a 16-year-old, uh, I was uh, able to work for Marshall Space Flight Center uh, in Huntsville uh, for the director at that time, Dr. Lucas. Um, I basically, you know, was a runner. <laughs> I ran documents and messages between offices uh, on the, the uh, Huntsville, Alabama campus. Um, and, you know, I was able to see, uh, you know, incredible things like where the astronauts trained uh, their the wind tunnel, you know, I was able to try on the the gloves and and you know experience what it was like, uh, you know, for the astronauts to 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 use a screwdriver and 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 try to, uh, you know, um, un unscrew something. You know, they they worked underwater, uh, you know, as an example for that. That's how they trained. It, it was really an amazing time for me, uh, and at a very important time in my life, I think, as a sixteen year old. Um, you know, they, the people at NASA uh, and Marshall Space Flight Center at the time, they were, they were incredible. You know, they, they took the time to answer questions and, and uh, trust me, I ask a lot of those. <laughs> uh, but the, the people I was able to interact with, they were, they were brilliant, you know, and they all encouraged me uh, so much. And, and they actually said, Hey, you know, you should get a math degree. You're you're pretty good in this area. You should get a math and computer science degree. And with that, you can do anything you want to do. So, you know, that's exactly what I did. I, I never turned back from that. I worked for them for three years in in the summers, and um, you know, uh, again, I stayed in touch with them. It, it's uh, it's amazing what mentors can do for you. So, you know, I would encourage anyone if you. If you have someone like that in your life, you know, stay close to them, uh, you know, listen to what they have to say, soak up every bit of it that you can. That's great. And it's so interesting that you you both have very similar backgrounds and what helped drive your interest into the, the technology industry. And and Melanie, on that note about mentorship you know, what advice would you give to young women of today who are starting their career in technology? What are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I, I think I would give the same advice that the, those engineers gave me so many years ago. Uh, you know, 
the engineering and technology field is still uh, very wide open, you know, for women in particular. Only 20% of women are majoring in computer science and related uh, fields compared to 80% for men. And management positions, you know, held by women are even less. The opportunities are absolutely there. And the tech industry, you know, as I, as I mentioned, it's never boring. It's constantly, uh, you know, changing. And it can be a really exciting uh, career where you can actually impact, you know, the world in which we live. Uh, and, and I think that's a lot of what came from the work, you know, from NASA, you know, uh, and, and a lot of things in this world are different because of that. And um, I, I just think it's, it's just, it's wide open for women. Kaylin? Yeah, I would absolutely agree uh, with Melanie. I mean, the, the possibilities are endless. And so, you know, you always hear the saying, do what you love, love what you do. So if you don't love it, find a way to apply your same technology skills towards a different goal. Because the nice thing about technology, as Melanie was just saying, is that it can be applied to almost anything. So find your thing. Um, uh, another thing I would say as advice would be um, don't always feel like you need to sound like the smartest one at the table. I think sometimes as technologists, we may feel like we've got to really, you know, sound like the expert. But to me, it's about being smart enough about technology to be able to translate it into a language that even I'd say an adolescent can understand. Um, not make the assumption that everybody comprehends tech speak at the same level. And so it's it's all about communication. Um, and I, I think, you know, that and do what do what you love, if I, as I said, and have fun. You know, that's I that's what that. it's about. Absolutely. And you know, talking about inspiration and you know, being so connected to what we do and the amount of time that we spend at work doing various activities and participating in, in different initiatives, you got to love what you do. You, you, you've just got to. And so finding something that you're passionate about is, is just so important. So now let's discuss the recent announcement of Hexagon's new sustainability targets to further, you know, environmental, social, and governance goals, which includes gender diversity. How do you see this announcement impacting Hexagon and women in leadership roles? Kaylin? Well, first, it, it does make me feel proud to be a member of a forward-thinking company that really understands the importance of looking after the environment and, and bettering you know, society, including gender diversity. And by having women in leadership roles, Hexagon is leading by example. They're showing they're serious. Um, I think another example of that is Hexagon's new Our Evolution initiative, because that's another way why how Hexagon is leading by example. They're, they're taking action towards something that's, that's very important. And um, so I, I think having setting these goals is important. I think lots of organizations do that now, but actually taking the action towards them is is one of the reasons I'm proud to be here at Hexagon. Absolutely. Melanie? Yeah, I 100% agree with, with what you said, Kaylin. And, you know, I, I think that one of the most important things is anytime 
you bring visibility to a topic, you end up improving it. You know, if you if you're looking at measurements and you're trying to see where you are, it shows the intent to try to do better. Uh, you know, transparency is going to open the door to have those discussions. Um, I think women uh, will be more heavily recruited, uh, you know, for open positions, uh, just because, as I mentioned, uh, there are so few, you know, in, in leadership positions to today. I think we can do better there. However, you know, with women accounting for only that 20% of those graduating in the technology field, it limits, uh, you know, how fast we will be able to improve. It's, it's a really big problem. And I, I think that it starts, you know, at uh, with females at a very young age uh, and continuing through college to help them see that, you know, technology is an in interesting, exciting field and and they are more than capable of, of uh, making big impacts, you know, on the world by by, you know, staying in the in those fields of, uh, of study. Now, from your perspective, what impact does diversity have on the value of an organization? especially when women occupy leadership positions. Melanie? Yeah, I, I, I think I would say it's really about getting different viewpoints, you know, uh, and the team that you're working with, uh, if they're able to bring, you know, all of those different views together into something cohesive, uh, then, then you're going to be able to create something, you know, incredible. Um, I, I've always said that, you know, you never want to hire somebody exactly like you. Um, uh, you want to get people with different opinions, different views, you know, uh, so that when all of that comes together, again, you're always going to have a much better uh, outcome if you do that. Kaylin? Yeah, I'd, I'd echo that, uh, what Melanie was saying. It's, it's important to build a diverse team and, you know, how how is diversity important in an organization? I think we could probably do a whole podcast on that subject alone. Uh, but one of the greatest values of diversity is that I believe it increases creativity, decision-making, problem-solving, because it enables us, as Melanie said, to bring together a talent pool from different backgrounds, different cultures, different experiences. Um, another benefit of diversity, which I think sometimes gets understated, is that hopefully it results in a workforce that's not fearful of discrimination um, because a workforce that's comfortable in their environment is naturally going to be more productive. So that's mm -hmm. just another benefit of diversity. Um, well stated. Yeah, a leadership team that demonstrates diversity sends several important messages. First, I believe it fosters an environment whereby everybody feels they have an opportunity, regardless of their gender, race, culture. I mean, everybody has an opportunity to advance. Um, that creates a culture of equity. So I, I think all these, for all these reasons, I, I think it's obvious how important diversity is. On that same note, how do you see yourself influencing the overall hexagon culture? Caitlin? Um, let's see. Well, as a leader, I feel an enormous sense of responsibility to motivate and inspire and set vision, almost to do what the mentors that Melanie and I talked about earlier, to do that for, you know, the people in uh, on our teams. 
and just really making sure that every member of my team has a sense of purpose. They, they have a clear understanding of what's expected of them and to have an open door, an open mind that, you know, allows people to not be inhibited, to, to voice their ideas, to raise concerns, to bring solutions to the table. So I'd say in short, it's, it's really my role as a leader to foster a spirit of teamwork towards hexagon goals. There's, there's actually a common uh, phrase, you probably have heard it, that I, I try to go by. I sometimes have to you know, remind myself, but it's listen much and speak little. So as I said, it's not always easy to do, but I try to remind myself of this because we can all learn from others. And honestly, the leaders um, are all around us in the workplace. They don't always come with a leadership title. So in reality, we can all actually uh, influence the culture at Hexagon. Excellent points. Absolutely. Melanie, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I guess, you know, Kaylin and I see, see a lot of things in the same way. I mean, I think that my role is, is you know, encouraging innovation and creativity as well as mutual respect. Uh, I think it's important for us to ensure that our talent, uh, you know, within the company, uh, you know, that is our value proposition is our people. And we want to make sure that they understand that they are the future. Uh, we chose them to work for us because they have something to offer. Uh, we need their ideas and we want them to speak up. We want them to challenge the status quo and help drive change in, into the industries that we serve today and hopefully new ones that we will, uh, you know, that will come up in the future. But it, it's important that they understand, you know, we are depending on them. We want them to thrive in this organization. Such a wonderful point. And as we come to a close for this discussion, um, I wanted to bring up one final question. Who or what inspires you professionally? Melanie? Wow, that is, uh, you know, that's a tough question. <laughs> I, I, I think inspiration comes in, in so many ways, right? It's, it's really, for me, inspiration is about uh, making making me or making others want to be better and to do more. Uh, and, you know, that inspiration can come uh, from, for, for me, like our new recruits as an example. Uh, I get inspired and excited and energized. Uh, you know, when new employees come on board and, and you see and, and you remember what it was like at that time, you know, mm -hmm. their energy, their excitement, you know, they can change the world. They have that in them and they, they, you see it. They just don't know how to, how to approach it. And, and that really excites me. It makes me want to do more to help them achieve their goals uh, because, you know, they are the ones that are going to change the world. Right. And so, uh, you know, getting them, getting them to feel and to, and to see that they can do that it, it, it inspires me to, to do more and, and, and to, you know, to reach out and help more, you know, for them. So, you know, you can get inspiration from, you know, uh, Satya Nadella, you know, at, at Microsoft, you know, he is an inspiring person. You listen to him talk and, and when you finish, you, you want to go do more. Uh, I find that when we have customers that come in to the office and our teams go in and share with them, 
what we're doing and, and where we're headed. You know, when we finish those meetings, everybody in the room is energized, you know, because the, the people that were able to come in and present, they have such a passion. You talked about that earlier, Rebecca, you know, that they have such a passion for what they're doing and, and they are impacting the industries, uh, you know, that they're serving. And so, you know, I, I get inspiration from that. So, you know, again, it's, it's inspiration. You can find it every day, you know, in the smallest things. Uh, and, and I would just encourage people to always be open uh, to those little signs. I, I could not agree with you more. That's, that's wonderful. Kaylin, uh, who or what inspires you professionally? I thought about this for a while, and I think the answer to this question actually changes, you know, with time, with age. I think we can all look back and point to people throughout each phase of our lives who inspired us. You know, maybe when you're when we're younger, it's a parent or a teacher or a public figure. But where I am today and at, at this point in my life and in my career, um, I think that I'm most most inspired by what well, I'll say a group of people as opposed to a single person. And that group is people who are facing adversity, yet they're really achieving incredible things. And we see this on the news all the time. We see, you know, Paralympic swimmers winning a gold medal or, you know, an ALS sufferer who becomes the most famous astrophysicist. That's Stephen Hawking, by the way. I mean, those kind of people inspire me, but these are the, the stories we see in the media and, and absolutely they deserve great honor. But I think about the people who are facing adversity and hardship who don't maybe share in that same opportunity to achieve those high level accomplishments that we see in the media, but just the ordinary average people of the world who are sitting next to you and me, you know, at the office doing their job. That's, they inspire me. You know, I, I've sat next to people who are going through chemo or who have ill family members or mentally ill children or whatever it may be at home. And they come to work and they have a smile on their face and they are positive. They're, you know, just accomplishing great things. And I'm just in awe. I'm honestly in awe at those people sitting next to me or across from me and just wondering, you know, how are, how are they doing it? You know, there's, these people are just trying hard not to fall apart. And yet somehow they end up being the superstars on our team. So I guess today where I sit, those are the people that I'm in awe of. That's incredible. So many, you know, inspirational nuggets of, of information throughout this conversation. And um, I think it's been, um, and this will be really enlightening for so many people. A big thank you to, to Kaylin Sims and Melanie Eakes for joining this episode of HXGN Radio. Please be sure to check out all of our latest episodes at hxgnspotlight.com or on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Thanks for tuning in.